Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Finally, I can like this one. I've been waiting. Hey, hey, hey. I know. I've been waiting because I was hi, on. Hi, hi, hi. I was on um, TikTok. I was trying to get over to Instagram, but it was like not letting me. So um, uh, let's do the script real quick so we can get that knocked out. Uh, hey, everybody. Once you're in the in the room, say hi in the comments so we know you're here. Uh, you are about to get highly educated with the Cannabis Closet Podcast with Canna Queen. That's me and MJ. That's her. This is an adult content show with no limitations on subject, language, or actions. Opinions, views, and expressions may or may not be that of the hosts, their guests, or their subsidiaries. And if you're not sure, don't worry. We'll clarify it for you. We'll, we'll make sure that you understand. But if you still don't get it, just take a good look at our faces because they'll probably honestly tell you first. It's time to get this session started. Thanks for rolling up and showing up and enjoy the show. We are not doctors, lawyers, or uh, or like any of that kind of stuff. But we are we educators do, and advocates. We do educate and we do advocate. Um, so we do, we already have one of our guests in the lobby right now. So we're going to talk to her in a minute, but, um, some, we have a couple other guests that will hopefully maybe be on shortly. And our plan is to talk about what's going on in Missouri today because, or not what's going on in Missouri. Our plan today is to talk about what's going on in Missouri. Um, because they just passed amendment three, uh, in November. And, uh, so now we're, we're seeing, what does that look like? What does that mean? Uh, there's a lot coming out about Amendment 3 that is very, very much not what they said was going to happen. And so we're going to get into that today a little bit. Um, it just goes into the wording that doesn't... Doesn't that, make any sense. Yeah. Um, so proponents of the bill um, said that these things were going to happen. But actually, if you read the black and white of the bill, of the amendment, actually, uh, you would probably have had a little bit more knowledge about the fact that those things were not going to happen. So uh, we'll talk about that a little bit today. Plus, our first guest has a lot of um, projects that she's uh, just uh, been getting into, and I, I really just want to catch up with her on those things. Um, we can start the show. I, I didn't think I didn't think we were going to be able to have this segment today, but here we are. Why is Canna Queen mad today? <laughs> oh. Oh, I, yeah, I'm mad. This makes me mad too. And it's not even, you know, because you have I mean, a, you have a niece um, yeah, where... by extension. I am family. <laughs> so you guys remember the other day we were talking about how my niece had asked uh, somebody, a little boy to stop looking at her and he didn't. So she spit in his face <laughs> And I said, like, she got in trouble. She got sent home for the day. I said, what did the little boy do besides uh, the fact that he was staring at her uh, without her, like, whatever. As a woman, that can be very uncomfortable, just having grown up with boys constantly staring at you and, and you not being able to stop them from acting like, like, uh, I know, right? I say that, too. You know, like if you ask a little boy to stop doing something, a lot of times, even the teachers and the parents will be like, well, boys will be boys. Like, stop chasing me on the playground. Stop picking on me. Stop blah, 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 blah. And it's 2022. And it's just not a, it's almost 2023 for fuck's sake. It's not a good excuse. Keep your fucking hands and honestly, your eyes to yourself, um, especially like growing up as a little girl into a woman. These things get these are microaggressions that get ignored. So. 
my question was, and I still don't know the answer to this because none of the teachers were clearly involved in any of this. What did he do before that? How many times did she have to tell him to stop? What was he like? What was the thing? I don't want to be like blaming the victim of the assault necessarily. They're five and six. You guys, they're not adults. Like they're going to get sick anyway. So whatever the spread of bodily fluids is not going to change anything in their world. Um, what's up? So anyway, so that was the, that was last week. That was like Wednesday last week, right? Was it one week ago? It, yeah. Or, or Monday, maybe it was Monday. Week, week and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was either Monday or Wednesday. So, so it happened in relative near future. Well, today not involving this little boy, as far as we can tell, but today in that same school, my little niece was in the bathroom and some first graders beat shit out of her and nobody more than one. Well, at least one, but she said it was first graders. Nobody called, nobody called my girl. Nobody called her to tell her that her daughter had just gotten in an altercation. Um, she found out when she picked her daughter up, her daughter told her, my niece told her what happened. Did she, and we didn't, she, we didn't get to talk more. Did, mm. What's up, can evangelist? Um, so um, it irritates me because like, y'all, this is the reason I don't have kids. It's, it's really the reason, uh, y'all don't want me to show up at the school because my kid has been assaulted because somebody else is also going to get assaulted that day. It's probably going to be an adult. It's probably going to be related to the child that put hands on my kid. It could be a teacher who wasn't even responsible enough to let the parent know that this happened to their child while their child was at school in this place that's supposed to be i'm about to say safe. this and I, I know i was about to say safe but then i was like this well, yeah, is america this is america right, they're doing right. they're doing under desk drills for not natural occurrences okay we did y'all we're different we different we did we were under our desk because of natural occurrences yeah. Tornadoes, tornadoes and, and shit like that. I will and... say our parents were under the desk for not natural occurrences either, but those were like mm -hmm. big government things. Those weren't things mm -hmm. that children were doing in the school to other children. Mm -hmm. And now, now we have what we have now in America where children are hiding under desks to prepare themselves for an unsafe situation. So the least that the, that the school can do, the least that the people who are, are, put in charge of making sure my kid's okay while they're in this school, the least that they could do is make sure that they're not beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. I got in fights in school too, but you know who, you know, when my mom found out about it while I was still fucking at school. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. While I was still at school. So we could come hash it out with the other parents. Mm-mm. Mm. And, and what like, happened to, and so and so here's my other problem too she got kicked out of school for a day for spitting on this little boy no like real physical altercation nothing that honestly hurt this little boy in the least did this little girl that broke my niece's glasses and punched her in her face did she get kicked out of school yeah like where we did what, i want to know yeah there's so much more so many questions as far as like uh, we gotta bring dirt on, <laughs> right? Dirt. Right, right now. We, we're invested, um, but we. I don't. Okay, she's here, so she says I don't think she got sent home. 
So that's some bullshit. My niece loses a day of education for spit, which is gross. I'll give you, but she didn't hurt nobody. She didn't hurt nobody. They're five and six. We're not talking about a grown person spitting on another grown person. We're talking about children who already spread viruses by sitting in the same room with each other. So nobody got hurt in that situation. It was embarrassing, probably whatever, but nobody got hurt. It was towards the end of the day. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Um, call me. Yeah. Call still, me. And then that yeah, little girl exactly. doesn't get to come back to school tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She don't get to come um, back to school tomorrow. Did you, did you, I thought you, you set up show notes, right? I didn't set up no show notes. Oh, I thought you did. I thought you were typing in the would you rather. Oh, you were just doing it. Into oh, I was posting um, on Anchor today so that we can make sure that Spotify was all up and everything. Gotcha. Gotcha. So anyways, that's what I'm mad about today. Um, so I, I am too. I am too. I cannot, y'all, y'all who are parents dealing with other parents and dealing with other people's children. God bless you. God bless you. Cause I can't, I, nope. I'd, I'd catch a charge. I catch a charge immediately. So anyways, we're going to change gears a little bit here. Um, that's why I'm angry. Did you want to touch on anything before we bring our first guest in? Our second uh, no. guest just showed up too. Yes. This is- nope. I say we, I say we dry, dive right in that, you know, people are, you know, showing up. It looks like, they're, you know, people are popping in. So is there any uh, showing up? See, right. yeah, yeah. George, George is ready. Um, <laughs> Um, he, he's, uh, you know. he's like, hurry up and get to the subject matter. Why I'm here. Um, you know, course, we are, don't really we allow two. men to tell us what to do. So we might just stay here and banter for another 15 minutes. Cause you, I'm just kidding. We're not, we're going to bring our um, first guest in. <laughs> <laughs> we're on, we got a time, 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 budget. time frame. Yep. Um, um, so our first guest today is uh, Marnie Madison. You know her, you love her, or you don't love her. She doesn't care, and um, neither do we. We love her. Um, we love her we love dearly. Her. Um, she's brilliant. Uh, welcome, Marnay. I'm not the man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, ladies. How are the- you today? Amazing. You executed that intro very well. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate as fuck. <laughs> It's one of the, one of the things I love most about you is that you just do what you do and you don't give a fuck about what anybody else thinks about what you're doing. And I love that about you. I wish, um, more people could, um, could, could be like that. A lot of people care too much, myself included. Sometimes a lot of people care too much about what others are doing and thinking. And I feel like you just fucking, you're like, whatever, bye. Then if you don't like it. No, literally, you you really have to follow your path, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where you find so much of your life, your journey, and like your mission. Yes. So if we focus on things that were not for us, where would we be? You know, on someone else's path. So, yes. Stuck, stuck, stuck. Yep, and yeah, sometimes I find myself stuck on that path too because I'm I'm doing that. And and you are really like an inspiration um for for me all the time like all the time every time I see you doing something I'm like you know what get the fuck out your way girl (laughs) oh thank you and you Mm. ladies too you know we got queen kitty seltzer and they are amazing thank you you all have not been able to try them 
definitely reach out. I know you guys have some um, locations in Colorado and Mm -hmm. some in St. Louis, but -hmm. you guys have to hunt them down and try them. I promise you won't be disappointed. You don't have to hunt that far. That's right. We put them up on the website recently. Oh, you know what? I totally forgot. This is CBD Seltzers. They can totally order these online. Totally order them online. They're all hemp derived. So we are actually working on a potential Delta 9 line as well, but it's all going to be hemp derived. So you can purchase freely. Love it. Love it, ladies. So awesome. I am happy to be here. Um, we love you. We're happy that you're here too. So I want to first, uh, uh, I want to talk to you about a couple of things. I know we only have you for a limited time. Um, today we wanted to talk about amendment three. Um, but I also want to get into some of the things that you're getting into because you've got a lot of projects going on, um, that people definitely need to know about. So where do you want to start? Um, I mean, I'm all for it. Wherever you guys want to dive in, we can, of course, start with the melee of, you know, Amendment 3, um, or we can just start with, you know, the future and what that looks like, or, you know, let, let's start with the bad news first and then get yeah. the good news. <laughs> yeah, so so just um, just real, you know, what is your take on what's happened since, since Amendment 3 has passed in, um, in Missouri? Amendment 3 was voted on on November 8th. And it passed um, uh, on November 8th. There were a lot of debates between people who thought you should vote no and people who thought you should vote yes. All of those individuals, well, a majority of those individuals on both sides are um, are cannabis advocates. So there was like this uh, little kerfuffle within the cannabis space uh, where there was this disagreement. Should we vote for uh for this amendment or should we not vote for this amendment and wait for something better so um the amendment was voted on and now things are starting to come to light so let's talk about those things you've been posting a lot about this yes and um for sure as you know the returning guests to the show know i am not a new face to the platform so we have been blasting Um, these provisions and opportunities that Missouri had to offer for cannabis adult use. Uh, It's probably been about a year, year and a half since we really introduced that conversation. Um, I've spent that first year or so figuring out what that looks like for the minority community. Um, I tried to get a few advocates and leaders to, you know, rally together to create that verbiage to ensure that we, you know, had access and um, inclusivity. And unfortunately, that is not at all what Amendment 3 has offered us. And um, the most disheartening part is, is that if you actually picked it up and read all 39 pages, none of this would be new to you. So we spent a lot of time having to combat, or excuse me, combat the people in our community that unfortunately um, either were not educated enough to find where the language was or were not giving the proper time to understand what this language actually proposed. And then we had all these, you know, market marketing tactics and ads that were saying, oh, we're going to have automatic expungement. Um, and I'm sure you ladies and, you know, so many people joining in today have heard that 
um, now the amount of eligible people for this automatic expungement verbiage will very well be at least 17 to 30 people per year. But the red flag. Thousands and thousands, we were told. Right. Thousands of people, right? Class A through E felonies, you know, nonviolent charges. And now it seems as if, although, you know, we have that very low number, right? But we still have to understand that this is all based on a judge's good cause, which means Mm -hmm. that it is up to this judge's decision. Well, if we didn't spend time educating the residents on the judges who would be into their new seats or who are running for office or, excuse me, running for their chambers, you know, how do I know that my county has insured and put in place someone who is pro-cannabis? So now that's a conflict because I very well could have had that judge and I didn't do that research. And I may have voted yes for legal three, but I also didn't vote yes for the right judge. You right. know, so it was Legal Missouri 2022's job to educate full circle. But as we all know, there were a lot of things that were hidden for us for their own purpose and reasoning. Mm-hmm. And as it all sheds and comes to light, we are left with the woes and, you know, the sadness of um, not possibly being able to be owners again this go round. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these particular individuals and owners are grandfathered, grandfathered in. Can you can you pause for a second? OK, um, this information has been shared on my page on the Cannabis Closet page and on several Missouri movement pages for legal cannabis. You just got to go look. I don't have that article at hand right now, but literally yesterday or the day before information came out that 17 to 30 people a year were going to be eligible for expungement, not thousands. It's not automatic. And it said it in black and white in the amendment itself that it wasn't automatic. We discussed this in the debate and it's up to the judge, as Marnay was saying, it's up to the judge's discretion for whether or not this can be expunged based on whether or not not the judge finds good cause if the judge finds good cause to not expunge that they will not expunge it so it does um yeah she her she's having uh video issues it's fine she's beautiful either way so just imagine the beauty it's it's it might be too much uh for some of y'all um so, so that is in writing. A court order also recently, or a court uh, document also recently came down that um, that uh, stated that THC was not an expung a THC offense is not an expungeable offense. If you mm-hmm. have a marijuana offense, it's an expungeable. It's, it's a complete. Mm-hmm. It's a complete oxymoron. Right, language. because <laughs> because yeah, if you have a marijuana it. offense, you could mm-hmm. be you could qualify for expungement. But if your marijuana offense includes it's verbiage, under, uh, like controlled substance, controlled substance with THC, mm-hmm. then yeah. you are not eligible. And that Correct. is in a court a recent 2022 post amendment three, uh, post amendment three vote. That is verbiage in a court document in 2022 post amendment three. So yes, that information is out there. It is absolutely out there. Um, I've shared it on my personal page. I believe we shared it on the cannabis closet podcast page and it is shared also under like, um, what, what is the, uh, can the canna corner it's shared there. It's shared under uh, Missouri movement pages. 
So mm-hmm. I'm sure it's out there uh, Show you. Me Can of Freedom probably has That one, it. Show Me Can of um, Freedom, I think is one of the first places that we might have sent or on Marnay's page. And, and um, uh, so yes, I'm, we'll make sure we have it. We'll, we'll post some things on the closet so you can uh, look up, uh, you know, um, there as was well. that in was that in response to George's uh question? I was gonna say yes. George. Okay, perfect. If yes. at any times I saw some of the comments, but um if anyone needs me to elaborate on anything, please just stop me. Um yeah. the most important part is about educating and making sure that we understand because um obviously we were given a lot sure. of jargon. Um, you know, we were getting uh, given a lot of um, incentives and all the gifts and all the glitz and glamour, but we were not given the real opportunity to make a decision um, that is obviously affecting and impacting so many families and lives around this state. Um, so yes, we I definitely want to make sure that everyone is comfortable with the information that is being put out on the platform. Yes. And so the the message and uh Abrama, we're gonna bring you in uh soon because we want to talk about what what what's what's next and um what's happening with uh in St. Louis with the organizations uh behind uh these things. Um but um, so the document you shared the other day was, uh, was a call out to the St. Louis NAACP, correct? Is that right? Am I yes, right about that? Yes, that is correct. And so, um, tell us, tell, tell us more about that. I'm trying to pull the document up myself. Yes, for sure. And, and it was just an open letter um, mm-hmm. to the NAACP, the St. Louis City chapter. And honestly, um, at this point, I am um, putting a lot of the responsibility and um, a lot of the, um, shall I say, um, the, you know, just the lack of support, you know, the lack of education that came from this organization when people like myself and so many other leaders came in cannabis came out to, for one, you know, ask them to have this conversation, to come to the table. We've been fighting for three, four, five years, and we have yet to hear any of these prominent organizations. But yet somehow we have this conversation about adult use and the first people to say, yes, we were voting and backing this up because of all the opportunities that it gives to the minority community was the NAACP. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, due to that support and that, um, you know, um, stand out and that, um, you know, um, donation and everything to the campaign, we had people like our mayor in St. Louis who thought that this amendment was a good opportunity. So Mm -hmm. we had to spend, you know, months hunting these people down and just asking them to sit there and read the 39 pages with us. So from there, we were able to talk to, you know, um, prominent attorneys who unfortunately were not involved in any of, you know, the cannabis industry or honestly had no interest in the cannabis industry. So here we are having to tell them that, yes, we know these millionaires and billionaires have dangled three, three points to you, automatic expungement, micro business opportunities, and um, what, oh, um, patient, you know, higher patient allotment. However, on the home cultivation side, you know, there's a lot of growers who aren't happy about the at all at all, you know, Um, so that that's where the question comes into play. 
who did you guys actually ask in the room in order to even start to implement, you know, this opportunity? So as we can see, this was a very biased IP from the owners who were afraid of real competition. Like, let's be real. The product here in Missouri isn't all that great. And I know some homegrown. <laughs> they don't call it Missouri Mids for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> you know, and we gave them a lot of opportunities to um, to show and tell, and yet they have not been able to. But then when we look into these companies, how diverse and inclusive are they? <clears throat> so I'm sorry, but to tell me that someone's going to give me an opportunity, but they spend millions and millions of dollars to back this IP, but they haven't done any food drives, back to school, you know, events. They haven't um, helped with any COVID pandemic provisions. And then I'm wrong for calling them out about this, but community (laughs) engagement has to be number one. And these socioeconomic distress communities that you are going into and winning these applications in. However, for this to be a new market, and for them to drop the ball and not give minorities the opportunity to be a part of such a, you know, um, intricate, such a um, positive, you know, market and industry. The cannabis industry is doing a lot, you know, nationally across the world. Cannabis plays a major role in a lot of different parts and mechanics. And it's really sad to see that um, Missouri really did not follow through with any of the promises. I um I have a question up on the board. And I honestly, George, I'm going to be real honest with you. I have a real problem when y'all say this. I have a real problem when y'all say this. Missouri has some of the best cannabis laws. Look at the other states. I don't know any other states that are charging fines for consuming in public. And there could be a few. There are some states that do that, but not like most of it's decriminalized. I mean, I'm not going to get a fine in public out here. The cops don't give a fuck about what I'm doing out here. They scheduled it it all together. New York, you can smoke on the streets anywhere where you can smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Um, There are also other states that are doing full blown expungements across the board um, for nonviolent cannabis offenses. They're working on it. They're finding the people they're working on finding the people um a lot there are there are some states that don't require application for this they're just doing it um there are states that are are you talking about carry limits you have the best laws um, right yeah there's there's so many things to compare like, what are you talking about like like medical to overall missouri use. does not have the best cannabis laws across the board they do not they do not they're not the I most accessible is. in business they don't they have not even bothered this actual amendment actually uh st louis had been practicing decriminalization since medical has been legal they don't get bothered for smoking on the street in st louis now in your community you might in missouri but amendment three has changed the the way that police can interact Mm -hmm. now with their citizens who are just merely smoking a legal product on the street, but it's not legal. You guys did not end prohibition because you are still going to have police interactions. You did not expunge automatically expunge anybody. Um, 
people have to apply for that and they can be uh, they can be denied for good cause, which includes a THC offense, which all cannabis has THC in it. All cannabis has THC in it. Um, and 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 so, no, Missouri does not have the best laws. They do not. So that's 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 I mean, we could sit all day and talk about other states that have better laws than Missouri medically and adult use in the adult use industry. And and unfortunately, you're so right. You're so right, Kenna Queen and George, um, unfortunately. So even as you're saying, Kansas City, you know, was decriminalized. Exactly. But we also just implemented, we the people have just implemented Amendment 3 into the Missouri's Constitution, which unfortunately um, trumps on a state level locality, right? So unfortunately, if this law enforcement or this officer wants to enact the state statutes, um, he has every right to do so, which means that law enforcement has a $100 incentive for any time you consume in public. There's no time frame. There's no grace period. So I can stop you for smoking on one corner. I can follow you the whole every step you take. I can they made it worth you. it. They've made it worth it because there's a fine. They made it, yeah. yeah, exactly. So now they're saying, oh, we, we have passed adult use. We know we we're going to piss off law enforcement. So let's give them their cookie. So where are they going to go to find these people who don't know the law? Well, George, I hope they don't go to your community, uh, but I know for sure they're going to go to more high police, you know, areas, more high crime areas, places to where people unfortunately do not know their rights, you know, and then it, it's it legal. Really... So they're smoking. Yeah. And, do their you're thing. seeing crying. Like, I don't know what you're arguing, George, seeing crying wolf. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I, first of all, never said that any state in the United States has made it completely legal. There are problems with every state that and within their state laws. There are problems within every state. But to say Missouri has the best state laws, it is it is not a fact. That is not factual at all. That is not factual at all to look at these documents and say, well, they said they were going to automatically expunge, but they're not. There's literal in writing. Yeah, who's crying wolf? Who's crying who's wolf? Crying is wolf. The other side. <laughs> and that's the saddest Someone part, right? Is that we unfortunately have to have these conversations with people like George constantly who don't want to first admit that maybe they did not understand fully. And that's okay because we had to sit in rooms with some of the smartest people, right? Who mm-hmm. make up our political tiers, our community tiers, our educators, our researchers. And even people like you and I were able to show them and expose things to them that they were not able to see. But however, I'm not someone to claim that they were not able to see these things. Because when we look at the people who have been, you know, publicly a part of this organization and this campaign, it seems a little biased that they could see this on paper, but still want to back them up. So it seems as if, you know, I mean, being paid a hefty amount of money money from millionaires in the industry and you know you're not in the most comfortable part in your life it seems as if these type of opportunities are where they are more predatorial towards people who have the entire community's attention and that's really and that's where the emphasis with the NAACP comes into play Mm -hmm. however for them to have a micro business license um 
program and um, a discussion, but not break down the fact that we still have to share these 142 micro business licenses with eight congressional districts, which mean that which means that these licenses are still broken down into certain ratios across the eight congressional districts in the state. So the city of St. Louis will only receive with these with the new amendment, they will only receive 24 micro business license numbers. Okay. According to the IP, excuse me, according to Amendment 3, they will only um they will only um, lottery off six, okay, in the first round. Out of 24. Out of 24 to each congressional district, only six will have an opportunity to actually be awarded a license. That's, that's insane. There's like okay. four wholesale facilities and two dispensary locations. Okay. So, okay, that even breaks it down even Wow. Right. That's even. So when we talk about, once again, who will receive these micro business licenses, if we reference, you know, um, other proposed language like House Bill 2704, we had the MBE verbiage, which is the minority business enterprise, which this is a, you know, government, um, like a federal government language, which proposes that any business that is over 51% minority owned, they are giving, you know, um, more opportunities, more resources, more tools. And we wanted to implement this language in order to secure micro businesses. I'm a, to- can I just pause for a second? I just want to bring Abrama into this conversation because sure. I feel like she's going to have some relevant stuff to add to. So um, we're bringing Abrama Keys in. She's been patiently waiting for us. Um, and um, she um, is a member of the Greater St. Louis Chapter of Normal. And um, she also does a lot of activism under um, uh, We Can, and she um, prepares uh, conventions. Um, she makes sure that she goes into neighborhoods that have been neglected um, by the cannabis industry to make sure that we get all pumped up about the cannabis industry in those spaces and let them know about their opportunities or where they can buy locally from locally owned businesses. Um, so Abrama Keys, uh, welcome to the show. Yay. Thank you for being here. Um, so uh, I apologize for the interruption, Marnay, um, but oh, no, this this is a very important this is a very very important uh, subject matter. I wanted to make sure that Abrama was able to be in here to join the conversation. So please continue. I apologize for interrupting your thought. Oh no, you're fine. Totally fine. Um, so basically, with with that not having any type of security or any type of um, direction as to how they're going to be administered to the black and brown community. We now, as in we, black and brown community, now has to fight for these licenses in a pool of white women and white male veterans and people who are in socioeconomic um, since, like, it's according to the U.S. Census data. Right. So now, can I just uh, can I just uh, as a veteran and a white woman, let me just tell you, I love you. <laughs> uh, I love you, too. As a veteran and a white woman, veterans are not I mean, we we are a minority community, but not in the sense of what we're talking about. Exactly. right now. I'm going to tell you, veterans have a lot of opportunities um, because we're veterans. There's a lot of funding out there for Programs. veterans. And also, I would I would challenge any of you to find a political commercial 
commercial where veterans are highlighted. I love veterans. I support veterans from a political figure where a majority, if not every single one of the veterans on your television set is not an old white man. Exactly. You would tell me how that's a minor. He's not a minority. He's been literally aside from thank you for your service. Okay. Thank you for your service. But also you're a white man in America. Mm -hmm. So you're yeah. not a minority and you should not get a minority license under this, under, under exactly. that, under this um, social. Anyways, go ahead. Apologies. Exactly. Um, so, and basically to conclude, you know, that point, um, that that's really where I am totally against this because when we talk about the war on drugs, we talk about so many different, um, you know, situations that the black and brown community have been subject to trauma, you know, PTSD, the oppression, you name it. Cannabis is somewhere where not only do I see reparations for the Black community from the tax revenue nationally, I also see the opportunity for us to to continue our group economics and generational wealth. And we can't do that if we, for one, um, aren't working together to, you know, complete these missions. Um, and that's where the open letter to the NAACP um, was brought up, because I can't sit in silence knowing that uh, we were all given the same 39 pages and I want answers as to how you all thought that this was an okay bill for our people. Like, did they read it? Uh, obviously, they did like, not. Like, read it. It, I, I don't, I don't feel like they did. So, right. so um, I love, I love that 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 uh, that that questions out there that those questions are being asked. Um, but as far and as I the, just. Uh, oh, I just wanted to say something to George yes, go ahead. real quick. Sorry about this. Um, so, George, I want to specify um, that I am actually talking about the billionaires in the cannabis industry. So we do have multi-state operators in Missouri. Lots um, of them. It, you know, yeah, and it's, it's a good handful. Um, so we do have small, you know, excuse me, not small. We do have mom and pops who have one licenses who are continuing to be sustainable and do great things in cannabis. These are not the people that we are frustrated with. Honestly, some of those people have fought with us, have been to the Capitol, have, you know, um, implemented these discussions. We're talking about multi-state operators like Greenlight, From the Earth, you know, Illicit. Uh, we're, we're talking about the people who spent more money making sure they continue to box us out instead of uh, partnering with us and creating those opportunities. And George, I really appreciate all of your dialogue and I would love to, you know, talk more about um, any type of um, information as far as Kansas City or Missouri as a whole. Um, I, yeah, I, we do also appreciate your dialogue. We love it when y'all are in the comments, argue with us, please do. Um, Marnay, I know that you are, um, a little bit short on time. Uh, and I definitely want to make sure that we highlight what you're, uh, what you're doing before you have to leave us. Um, and then, um, we're going to talk to Abrama about what, what do we do now? What are our next steps? How do we, um, how do we, uh, work within, within this amendment three? How do we change it, et cetera? Um, is there a way to change it, et cetera? Um, but Marnay, can you tell us, um, some of the things that you're getting into right now? I mean, you you are a busy woman. 
Yes, um, for sure. So, of course, with me um, being um, a part of creating the legislation and these provisions, like you said, it does not stop because this amendment is voted in. We are spending all the time that we have every day, every second of the day, trying to strategize and figure out exactly what to do once session, you know, is back um, going at the Capitol. Um, as for me personally, um, with me being a federal license owner, I always think it's important, you know, to continue to educate and teach my community community how to be successful. So although I do not agree with Amendment 3 and I am working very hard to dismantle um, the provisions, um, I am helping people who want to apply for the micro business licenses. I have won over seven nationally in other states as well. So Missouri is not the only market that I am versed in. Um, so I'm just spending this time making sure that everyone knows from beginning to end what it will take to either be a wholesale facility or a dispensary with the new Amendment 3. Um, and then from there, of course, supporting the community as we pivot into this new um, you know, market, um, of course, Anytime there's a conversation to talk about cannabis and change, I will be there front and center. But it's also about having the boots on the ground. So, you know, you're going to find me boots on the ground. So I'm definitely excited to spend the next couple of weeks strategizing and getting ready to, you know, be in the room with the people who will be the key players for us in the legislature. I love it. I love it. And I love everything you're doing. We fully support you and uh, love watching you rise. Um Send me your address via text because <laughs> I have something okay. to send you and, um, and we, and, oh, we lost her. Well, that was, that was, <laughs> love perfect timing. we love you, Marne. Um, <laughs> thank you for being so patient, uh, Abrama. That is uh, one of your major characteristics. I find you very calming and patient and I love being around your spirit. Um, and thank you for joining us today. No, no problem. Um, I definitely always like to hear Marnay's perspective on things because she's so direct and blunt and she's going to like highlight all of the shit that, you know, needs to be said like within that moment directly. So yeah. that's always a plus. And she's incredibly knowledgeable about the licensing process. So definitely a good resource to people Absolutely. who are looking to mm -hmm put in a license even though it is a lottery it's still about like once you get that license you're gonna have to move if that's the case yes so you Absolutely. want to really be you know fortified and ready to go and she's definitely a good person to have yes as a resource application wise Mm -hmm. I agree. And um, yeah, so you may not always agree with Marnay and she really does not care if you do or not, but she is uh, she is definitely going to always speak her mind. And, and she is she's so she's so smart and she's and she's and truthful and like she's and she does bother to, to do all of the research and the reading before she speaks on these mm -hmm. subjects. So uh, I find her confidence just, uh, just uh, refreshing and um, you never have to, you never have to guess. And I, and I kind of, that's one of the things about, you know, being around people, especially when you're working in business is that sometimes you have to be like, do I need to be cautious around this person? Like you don't ever have to guess about her ever. And I, 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 I appreciate that. Uh, 1000%. And I, um, you know, I said earlier, as a white woman and a veteran, as a white woman, I fully appreciate 
her bluntness because I can't stand the beat around the bush, wishy-washy conversation, try to walk on, um, you know, on, on thin ice conversations when we just need to get to the point and get to the resolution or get to, you know, whatever we need to do. So I love that. And I think that's also needed a lot in the African-American community. Everybody handles things differently, kind of. So you need people who are on both ends. And also because like people within the community relate to that differently. Like there are some people who are like, look, I need you to be saying this when you're representing me, you know? So I think it's important to have like that vibe and energy and have people like on all levels who kind of are part of the conversation and who are available like to the community because I think that a lot of people one thing I've learned like even about being like in the industry you get a lot of people who are like oh I saw you somewhere like black women who are like oh and I kind of related to something about you and it was like oh you know like that's Mm -hmm. nice to hear so it is important to see representation of like all types so that if you are one of those people who are like I know if I come in the industry I'm gonna be really blunt I'm gonna be outspoken you need to see somebody doing that so that you know it's okay because there's gonna be plenty of times where we know as yeah. women, as people of color, whatever, you have to be kind of reserved. Yeah. So it's yeah. important to see that <laughs> there's still that mm-hmm. level and for everybody to kind of connect and know that you can be a part of the community regardless of like how you really feel in who you are as a person, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we're just going to have like an occasional Marnie Madison corner. Um, we're just going to talk about things like this. Um, but, uh, we brought you on because you, uh, you are, you do a very important things with the greater St. Louis chapter of normal, um, Mm -hmm. tell our audience, uh, who you are and what you do. And, uh, let's get into this conversation about what we do now. What's, what's next with amendment three. Yes. So I am the executive director of greater St. Louis normal, which I have been for like the past, three years two to three years which is crazy because it seems like so much shorter but everything happened so fast like the word of the pandemic and stuff like that yeah um Mm -hmm. so i definitely was a part of you know the conversations surrounding um adult use and and very familiar kind of with um amendments did i freeze Okay. <laughs> yeah, I also do a lot of, um, and my focus really has been education and engagement because that was kind of where I came at it from. Um, I really, that was how I got into normal was that it was kind of a base level entry for me where I could really learn about the community and not really be like somebody who was going to own a dispensary or who was, you know, part of a different facility or already working in the industry. Um, So that was one of the good things about it. And so I kind of pivoted into that even on my own um, with my weekend brand. So I do education, cannabis education and engagement, hosting patient drives, um, doing vendor fairs, um, setting up tables, places with just a lot of basic cannabis education that people in the community like need to know. What Mm -hmm. are your limits where can you go to get legal what do you do if you have questions if you want to grow how can you do that legally other resources within the community because I don't know everything so like to be able to tell people where they can go for that information and that's kind of been my lane 
Yeah. And you, and you do it well, you do it well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so with amendment three, we've heard uh, that there are some, some problems that uh, I think some, a lot of us anticipated. Yeah. Um, and so, and so we still, it's still there. It still has some use um, and, and we can, and we can still utilize it and be adults and, and use cannabis um, within the, these parameters. And so what's next for Missouri? How does Missouri navigate uh, amendment three? Um, and what well, are some of the, I mean, we've talked about like the expungement thing and everything, but what are some of the problems that we're also going to have to navigate around? Um, I think that there'll be a lot of navigation around what each individual municipalities do, because there is a lot of space within the amendment for people to choose to alter within municipalities, everything from taxes to whether or not they do choose to allow public smoking, because they can choose to do that. And though there is like the overarching like state law, there is some space in there. Um, and really, I think a lot of that too is about the education for that community. Like if you're in an area um, where there could potentially be problems and then that municipality decides really being them educating like their police officers and things like that and really making sure that, you know, people can safely consume in these areas if that's what the intention is for the community. And I think when I even hear all of, you know, the talks about what the next steps are and how we're going to have to work with legislators, I think about just the importance of voting. Like people really are kind of like, we all kind of are, I think, disillusioned with the voting process in general at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like across the board on everything from like cannabis to like, you know. Politicians. Right, Politicians. in general, yeah. like everything. everything. So I think that it's important to figure out what's important to you and where you really make that matter. You know, like yeah. you may not have to be the person who votes at every single election, but if you know that there's a specific um, legislator who really works well with the community and that's important to you to kind of be able to support them with your vote and be mm -hmm. able to know like who you're voting for. Um, um, I, you know, so Georgia just kind of way. proved the importance of voting though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not? exactly. Yeah. I really thought about yeah. that. Yeah, so and sometimes like that's the type of uh, that's the type of election yeah. that you're like, okay, I'm gonna go like, after for real, even when I'm tired, and show up. You know, yeah. So I think so, that's the uh, importance of that. I was um, worried because it was like an an after after an election. You know, it's it's a special election basically, um, a runoff. And not everybody votes in the runoff, and, yeah, like, and you, you stay checked home in and <laughs> when you <laughs> when you checked in, you're like, oh no! And then I later, know and because then... <laughs> Herschel Walker was at one point ahead, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> are they really going to hire this guy? And uh, they didn't, and they didn't. Um, yeah, so. just take those. Good job, those Good job Georgia. Yeah, job. but that's but that's proof that your vote matters. Your vote counts. And yeah. every little, cause that was, it was y'all, it was so close. Incredibly it, close. It was incredibly close. I don't even, 
was it like just over a percentage point difference or yeah, like very, it was very, very, very close. close. I didn't check the end, but I think that that's, and you know, the hard part about that is kind of what I'm faced with normal now is that when you have these really close votes that let you know that no matter who wins, there's still a large number of people who have a problem with, or who in some way may not support what wins. Because if you win, by 51%, you still have 49% of people. And that's a lot of people who have an issue. <coughs> and that's kind of like where we are with normal too. And that's kind of like some of the challenges I face because now like we have passed amendment three, but the realities are there are a lot of people who even within my chapter may have, you know, not voted for it. Right. And you still have to work with those people and you still need to like educate the community and kind of in a way like regain their trust to be like, okay, this is what we have. This is what we, you know, have to do going forward. And mm-hmm. um, that's where I'm trying to just continue to kind of educate the community. I'm going to be doing a, um, we're going to be doing like a normal event coming up soon, like a chapter meetup. We haven't had a few in a while because we were just kind of waiting with the changes and yeah. we change locations and things like that but just in general to kind of like have those steps going forward and kind of invite people back into the conversation who may feel like I'm completely over it because I don't like amendment three you know so and to be like okay well you know still how can you what are your problems with it how can we address those how can we show you what the pathways are now um kind of the importance of continuing to have those conversations. Um, I definitely think like for our chapter, we'll be looking and I know even in conversations um, with other chapter leaders, people are now looking for like if they're going to make these changes or adjustments, what legislators they can work for. And I think the difference too is that it took a while for people to really, and even in the legislator, in legislature to really realize what was going on. Like I think especially here in Missouri, because we had a bill that had a lot of support that was yeah 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 you know but it happened so late and it was like there was a you know a lot of issues with being able to get the support and really educate people and kind of get them coming out and so i think that that shows that there will be ongoing conversations and there will be changes. Um, I know that on the state level that Normal did submit a letter to kind of DHHS about about the uh, DHSS about the issues that they have, you know, with some of the provisions and things like public smoking and stuff like that. So there will be ongoing conversations. I think it's important for me just to really um, continue because I did have some conversations with people before I'd had like um, chats with Peter Meredith before and people like that in the St. Louis area who are really, really aware um, of everything, like what the community issues are, what should change, you know. Um, And so I think we're just kind of watch and see how it grows mm-hmm. um but I, I it is really sad because sometimes I get people and I've had you know to deal with that the people really aren't as educated as you would think at all especially the people that you I heard this is true that like you can't 
um, you know, they'll say like, oh, is it true that you can't do this? Or is it true that you have to register yes. with the state? Or is it true this or that? And you were like, I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, and I see them like look kind of disappointed. But it's like, those are the it things there that, the you know, time, now we really thing, have yeah. Yeah, they were there, and people were just kind of like, yes. So, does Missouri you know, send out the blue book? Like, Colorado sends out the blue book. Does Missouri send out like a little voter book to to voters? No, like that educates on like uh, who you are. It sometimes they oh, do it by county, what? and it, it is has the, the overall best. like. Yeah, it is the best. It is it is non biased. I mean, to me, it's non biased. It's just like uh, it's just like information. This is what yes means. This is what no means. This is what the language says. This is what you would think. There is what these candidates are. are. These are what these candidates support and don't like. I mean, it's just like a lay a factual. It's like a Wikipedia little book. Listen, y'all. Before Wikipedia, we had books like that had (laughs) that had all the information in it. It was called an encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. We get bombarded with commercials. Yes, Uh, we get the the two hundred and fifty six commercials a day about stuff, but that's about all that um, we get, and so. We yeah, get all the bad all and everything the slandering too. of the other person. Yeah, right. that's what we get. That's the most education. But then Colorado was yeah. like, "Wait, but okay, like I I see that you're get like Colorado was like, here's what the black and white of it is. This is yeah. it, and they give us a little book. It's it's really um, great. But for those of you who don't have a little book, Ballotpedia, yeah, go check it out. Go check out Ballotpedia because that will do the breakdown for you of everything. If you have any questions about like Amendment 3, it will tell you what, what you're voting for, what you're not voting for. I mean, it was just like, and it, and it shared the document and everything. Like you yeah. can see all of it. They call it the Encyclopedia of American Politics. So there you go. Y'all used to <laughs> be a, a, I a, digital, most, a digital version. I think um, most of our audience yeah. is is uh, probably uh, a majority of y'all are, are probably within our rate, age range. So so all of these pedias, all of this shit used to be in like several books. I mean, it still is. If you go to your local library, I had it. I had the Encyclopedia Britannica. We, like, you get one like every so often, and then you just like paid in installments, and then you built this collection A through Z of Encyclopedia Britannica. Yep. I had it. Yeah, My and if you were it. me, you would look stuff up and then summarize that information for all of your reports. For every That's report. how I wrote all of my reports. For every report. <laughs> a summary of the information in yeah. That's what the encyclopedia. That's how you wrote reports. You just changed some of the words. <laughs> right. There you go. I feel like we need a cannabis encyclopedia now. Like, I feel uh-huh. like we totally need to make one. A cannabis yeah. encyclopedia. I bet. I I wonder. Look, we just put it out into the air on the internet. I know. So, my God, yeah. I feel like there's a there's a pretty decent library of books out there. You know, from you know, Canopedia. Great. Yeah, Canopedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, Register yeah, it. Or yeah. Re- it, make sure. Uh, but 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 the the moral of the story. Make sure you vote and make sure you know what you're voting for because you're right. A lot of people had no idea and then. And then you just hear like people are going to tell you what you want to hear. So if you're going to sign a petition 
They're going to tell you what, what, like they're trying to get you to sign the petition so right. that we can get this. So they're going to tell you what yeah. you want to hear about it. Yeah. We're going to legalize cannabis, but like in, in reality, y'all didn't really do. I mean, there's still a prohibition on cannabis in your state yeah. on, on what some are, levels. What so. are some of the, you know, the, um, now a lot, some, a lot of medical things change. We didn't uh, focus a yeah, lot we on, didn't that. Really focus um, on that. What, uh, is there anything that, you know, I, I've, I've heard good, I've heard bad. Some, some are like, yay. Some are like, boo, like what's, what's the real, um, like maybe that's why they think you have the best cannabis program in, in the nation is because your medical program was maybe improved. Well, I think our medical program was in a way, a lot of the things that we wanted to see in the adult use program, they're one of the main things, um, I, I'm going to advocate for for a medical card is due to the protections. There are some work protections included if you have a medical card um, and you're not actually like using on site that you can't be terminated for that. So that was great. Um, And hopefully that can eventually be pushed over onto the other side. Um, And that's one of those things where... um, a lot of people are really critical of the amendment because it is an amendment and it like adjusts the constitution of the state. And and I didn't even realize how many people were really serious about that concept. Like they don't want to adjust what's going on like in the constitution of the state. Okay. Yeah. So didn't know it was that serious, but it is, it's really serious to people. And so that's why they didn't like it. And so one of the things that you can kind of do are look for those ways to kind of improve that aren't going to mess with the amendment deal and how locking that is and that's like improve the provisions for protections for parents and protections for um you know, people who are on parole or probation or um, one of the things we're looking at is campus use. You can't use on campus. And so people who are like medical students, yeah, so things like that, like at least being able to make some provisions somewhere along those lines. Um, So there are a lot of things to kind of still be looked at and kind of dealt with, but the medical card allows you with a higher allotment. It allows you to have a higher carry on your person. Um, It allows you to have those additional protections for um, your job. It also um, is now a $25 fee with the state, but it's for three years instead of one year, which is great. You said $25? Yeah, so it's $25. You register with the state. You have to get your card somewhere else, but... um, I really wish y'all would have put that in two different amendments. I really wish y'all would have done that because (laughs) then you could have voted no on this adult use bullshit because these (laughs) sound like great things. I mean, those are all the reasons to vote yes for this amendment, but then you have all that bullshit on the other side of it, and it's just... What yeah, an, how I'm, unfortunate. I will be renewing my card literally like this weekend because I'm like three years now. I was like, for three for years, year. 25 bucks for three yeah, years. Yeah, so three years. That's so it's like, okay, it's cool. 30, yeah. $31 it's $30? now. It's 31, like $30 and change a year. Uh, now a, for one year. Every year. Every so, year. Guys, so, plus, your, plus your doctor's evaluation every right. year. Right. Well, yeah, you still have to get the evaluation, right? Yeah. But you only so you have, have to do it every still three have to go years. in. Okay. Years, so, it's, yeah. but you still save. That's still, still that's a lot of savings. Right. And, and it's I a lot say, of hassle you don't have to go through. 
I will say, I will say, and then in Florida, it's 75 a year. They changed that too because it used to be you guys used to have to go twice a year at least. Oh, okay. I'll ask sister because she. Yeah, used to have hers. to go twice a year in Florida. Um, um, so, so in terms of of medical improvements, I would say, yeah. yeah, you guys got some pretty good. I mean, across the nation, uh, laws. I would agree with that if we're talking in terms of only medical laws and we medical. Cap that part. Um, I also think it's important to keep your card and to register as a cultivator always. And I will say this till the end too, because there are less limits on things like, I don't know as far as what people, what that will really look like, because we know that there's always some type of, um, there's always some type of, you know, gray area, but um, it's always important because I personally got pulled over and because I have my cultivator license and I was registered as a cultivator, they were a lot less picky about the actual levels of what I had on my person as well as like what I had as far as labeling and things like that. So if you get want to get into all those specifics, it's always better <coughs> to register and keep your card so that yeah. you have way yeah. more. I will say, no matter what, Agreed. I will say to that too. And Colorado is a real good example of this: keep your card or lose your medical program. Because a yeah, lot of people decided not to renew their card when we started doing adult use, and because there was less interest in the medical program, that means that they can go in and fuck with it. Because mm -hmm. so nobody's now we paying have attention. Less processors, less, yep. less uh, yeah. you know, numbers. So um, what used to be a benefit to patients and getting affordable medicine, now it's more expensive for the medical facilities Yeah, and the, the adult is going to be more expensive for you because of the taxes anyway. So keep your medical card anyway. Keep your medical yeah. card. Also, y'all, if you don't know, there is reciprocation in other states, not Colorado mm -hmm. because we're dumb, mm -hmm. um, but you know, Hawaii, Vegas, uh, Vegas. Vegas or uh, the, the whole state of Nevada. Nevada. New Rhode Island, I think, has medicinal reciprocity. Um, there are actually maybe uh, maybe New Hampshire, too. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you can see all of the state laws. If you go to a normal website, go to the one for Greater St. Louis to know what's going on in your area or whatever your whatever your location is um, with normal. But also um, you can go to the website and you can go to the state and it will tell you whether or not they have reciprocity, what their medical laws are, what you do to qualify for reciprocity. Um, Hawaii, I believe has reciprocity, but you have to like pre pre-advance, let them know you're coming. Yeah, it's or like something. 30 yeah. days. I think it's 30 days in advance. Yeah. But like you said, weird stuff continues to happen with the program. Um, like you said, you guys ended up with like changes to medical and, you know, losing a lot of the medical benefits or whatever. And that happened in an adult use state. And so it's really important. And that's why I really have like stuck yeah. with normal this long, despite all the other things in the world that I'm kind of pulled at in the other directions. It's important right. like to make sure that we kind of watch that afterwards because there are all types of regulations that could kind of come into play like um, THC limits and things like that yes. that are really nasty that yes. are part of the legislature. And if you don't have organizations that are still 
still there, kind of keeping an eye out and making people aware when these crazy like laws or bills come into play or things are placed on the ballot, then, you know, you have more issues. There still needs to be like some form of like watchdog over right. what happens in the legislature. Right. And pay attention to what you're voting on because not all legalization is good legalization. Honestly, when New Jersey initially legalized um, medical, uh, there was a cap on THC. So it was basically high CBD, low THC plants. It wasn't even um it was you couldn't even have like a full thc plant basically it was i think it was like 10 percent or something like that right right and and it was it's a crazy low and for medical patients for medical patients and well i you know i don't disagree that we need i mean you guys know me those of you who watch us all the time you guys know we're a uh we're huge on um, having as many cannabinoids as possible. Um, but also we know that THC is good for um, treating, especially chronic pain and, um, and also helps increase appetite um, and things like that, that people with uh, chronic illnesses or life threatening illnesses um, need higher percentages of, of that particular cannabinoid. And so we know that. And so to limit it at such a low percentage that your plant can't even register above 10 percent, that's that's kind how of crazy. And have you don't 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 produce. Yeah. Like, how do you right. like? You have That's to really you have low to get low for, right. You, you have to get low producing cultivars. Right. <laughs> right. 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 You have to get or like you're or you're in the high CBD place. You're in that place yeah. where you're like you're growing just high CBD and then you're not really getting so probably um I would say I didn't work in the New Jersey market, so I can't say this exactly, but I would say that they had to work a lot in like ruteralis, where they're what ruteralis is for those of you who don't who are just like indica sativa hemp. Okay. Okay. Ruteralis is like hemp and like your indica sativa plant, your 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 uh, plant that you're smoking for the for the uh, cannabinoids and the THC. It's like both of those together. It's like a little mutt of those. It's very resilient. It's uh it's a lot. You'll see a lot in autoflower um, cultivars. Um, it can grow almost anywhere under almost any condition. Um, and um, yeah, that's probably what they were having to. Um, produce or 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 cultivars that they know that they knew had low THC production just based on history or or genetics. So I, I just that's crazy to me. But yeah, so um, so but you guys passed an amendment in Missouri, and an amendment is really hard to change. And we've we've been kind of on that. Um, but but uh, but we also said, you know, we said also that Colorado is making all these changes to the medical program, but they're not benefiting the people. So the things that we want to change that benefit the people, those things are very, very hard to change. Um, I feel like you guys are going to be working within this amendment. Um, you guys have already had open discussion, like a uh, call for for yeah, uh, the comments, like comments, a comment right. period. Um, that was a very short period, right post election, but it would, but but it was there, um, allowing for public comment. Um, there could be changes based on that um, until it's like set in stone. You don't really know what's going to happen. Um, but but there are a lot of things that, like we were talking about earlier, that you guys are going to have to 
uh, fight to get back on the ballot for these changes to happen. Cause that's really, it's either going to happen through legislative change or it's going to happen through a ballot initiative. And, um, usually with amendments and stuff, it's ballot initiative stuff. Cause that's, that's, per- that's kind of permanent ish, even though right. it's a living document, your constitution is a living document. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I would, I mean, from my perspective, stay involved, right? Because, yeah. and I'm so glad you said that, you know, that you've chosen to stay with normal and, and I'm so glad that you have, because your voice is, uh, is important to have in the room. Like you, like your perspective, um, just, I know, I don't know them personally, but I know of a couple of the people that are in the greater St. Louis chapter of uh, normal. I've seen their faces. I've heard them speak, et cetera. And your voice in the room is just a completely different perspective from, from others that I've seen that are representing the same chapter. So I'm so glad that you're there. Um, And I'm so glad that the people um, who, uh, who voted, Yes. And the people who also voted no are still maintaining in the same room because those people need to work together to make this uh, this a good thing for Missouri. Um, Are you concerned about the corporate takeover? Definitely. definitely. Um, I'm super concerned about that. I, I yeah, because your, uh, your medical program is also a uh, very MSOE, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I guess we're. I, I guess so. So, how can people get involved with uh, normal and start and start actually being involved? Like, like we're we're all you know, internet warriors. Some of us, but some people really want to do some stuff and like get involved and. And, and so how can they do that? I think the first thing is just coming out to the meetings. We kind of meet and we're kind of pivoting away from a lot of, you know, you're in kind of the mode of everybody. The only thing on their mind was whether or not Amendment 3 was passing. So I think it's important just to kind of where I'm coming from is just to like reopen that conversation and kind of get people back in the room because that was even like coming into this when I came into this, it was kind of when medical first passed. And so there was still kind of that, um, you saw a lot of that kind of division, even with medical. I don't think it was, I don't think it was nearly as strong as what you have, you know, now, but I think it's because people learned a lot from medical about what they like and what they don't like. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that it's right now, my goal is just to kind of continue the conversation at a level set, like realistically, okay, this is what we have to work with. Like what, again, what do we want to see as a change? So coming out and like making your voice heard and knowing that at least on my end, it's appreciated. I definitely want to know like what people really feel about the community and how they, you know, if you're passionate about changing something or making sure that you're a part of that conversation or that this and that happens when we know that there are going to be these ongoing conversations with legislators and, you know, just in general on a state level, on a city level, Mm -hmm. um, because there are a lot of different, like I said, city level provisions that will be taking place um, for everything from like uh, 
consumption lounges to public consumption. So if you want to open a business or if you really just want to have like the openness in your community because yeah. of how you move, just, you know, being sure that we kind of hear that and we know and normal does have like a strong connection with kind of the legislature and things like that. So we're kind of going to be going back to that, like back to that regular like lobbying and having those conversations now that we're not just talking about the yes or no. So right. really being able to like represent that when we go to them, like, hey, yeah, we have Amendment 3. That was great. Thank you for your support. But now people are worried about like if yeah. they can get into the industry or if they'll be able to smoke comfortably in their subdivision right. or right. like things like that, because you you may still have a hater neighbor, you know, so it just is going to be like a lot of that going forward. So we just want to open like the community to be like a part of that conversation, no matter how it affects you. Right. No, I love the, the thing that um, I love the most about Missouri is that y'all could just disagree with each other and then y'all just be still like so interact gather around like gather yeah. and it's fine it's crazy to me um you don't see that happen in many places um and uh there's you know there's some underlying shit talk when that happens for sure <laughs> i've seen it but um it's 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 in reality we're within the cannabis space especially which is which is where where we reside when we when we come through missouri we reside within the cannabis spaces yeah. um uh, it's it. Everybody wants the same thing. Yeah. They all they all want the yeah. same thing. They just aren't agreeing on what the right path is to get to that thing. Right, right. And, yeah. and so it's. I love that that uh, so many people are willing to come to the table and at least have the conversation and and try to make the change the best that they can. Um, yeah. And, and so I, I do love that. And it's always been a thing for Missouri. Like when we, when I, I came first and then, uh, and then we started the pot, the podcast and then she came next with me. And then we just, we just come out there. We got business out there now. And, um, but when I first came out, the medical program had just passed. It just passed. Uh, also COVID had just been a thing, but we were all, we were all, it was like brand fucking new. It was brand like, fucking new. And we're all in the back of the Airbnb, like passing blunts around. It's we we were like stoners, whatever. Um, and we had no idea. Uh and so uh so anyway, but but the the medical program had started and this lasted for so long, but there were obviously in the beginning, no dispensaries, but there were also no dispensaries like a year later. <laughs> so the caregivers, the people who had been hidden underground for so long, who fought to make sure that their patients could legally get what they needed um, instead of having to hide, the caregivers came together and really made medical happen. Mm -hmm. So I like, well, at least in the spaces where I was, we were in St. Louis and also in Kansas city and, and, and like, and, and like the, it was, a, there was an availability. Mm -hmm. There was, there was an, and there were people that who were like, this is what we do. We're providing for the, for the <laughs> people, right? 
And that's what Colorado started as too. And then, you know, and then legislation gets put into play and someone wants a piece of the pie and so they're going to take it from someone else and they want to block someone else's capability to do it because we won't be able to do it as good. So we got to take out the competition. Yeah. Well, can y'all remind does, me like, not to get greedy when we make our millions, please? Can y'all just, because I feel like people forget. No, we they, already, like, we already have like, we are our give back, you know, like program. We do know, we have and, a give back plan and everything because like, we don't want to be those people. But like, I feel like people forget once money gets involved that, yeah. that this, that especially with this plant, that this is, this is a community plant. This is a healing plant. This is for everyone for everyone yeah. i always say getting into the cannabis industry was totally like finding out there's no santa because <laughs> i was like <laughs> i had really like the part so of it that i love was because i had traveled so many places and i saw like weed yoga and puffin pain everything and, like, how the community was so open we were like denver and there was a whole concert and we were like we just want to drive by and sniff the air yeah. Like, you know, so we were so into it. And I was like, wait till it gets to Missouri. It'll be just like this. And then somebody was like, your mom and dad are buying your gifts. And it was like, no. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so you mean to tell me all people smoking weed don't just want to free it and live happily ever after? And it was no. like, no. And I was like, no. oh, okay, well. And not only that, but they don't want to share their slice of the pie. Right, like, exactly. Like, so we all they just can't have our own pie. dispensaries like <laughs> lemonade stands on every corner who is stopping yeah. this like yeah. so yeah it definitely was like the realities of mm. and i was like no okay okay gosh I guess I'll just have to be just as excited about the same damn day, but knowing <laughs> all the like about it, but it was the same thing. So kind of like I still love cannabis, but it's like, oh, this is who I'm gonna have to talk to to get in here. Yeah. Jeez, I thought it was gonna be like, you know, somebody who was gonna pass me the joint and say, hey, you know, I was like totally yeah. not. So, Oh, yeah. This and, and you know what? I've learned so much from trying to to engage in those handshake deals, too. They never work out in my favor. I always get fucked over in those. I require I don't give a fuck. Like even uh, listen, she and I have known each other for a very long time. She is my platonic life partner. When we got into business together, we have a contract. You said like, for real, still, yeah, yeah. That's the reality. We like, have a contract, and, I, and it's, it's like other people suck. It isn't even because she sucks. It's no, she doesn't. <laughs> that you just have to. That's it's your natural. A, like yeah. everything has to be kind of like you know going because, in. Like okay, I make yeah, I do because you have to protect yourself. It's hard because there's been so many times where I've seen, and that's why I'm like y'all. Just remind me that just humble me a little bit if I need to be because I've seen so many times times where then like where the money gets involved and then people lose their fucking mind and I'm just like we don't like it might be me I don't want to be the one to lose my mind either but we have a contract just in case somebody loses their fucking mind over money like it's just like do you listen um y'all read a history book because literally you have to constantly work and earn and Mm -hmm. that money as hard as it was to earn is so easy to lose so quickly so like that can't be your only drive it can't be because 
like literally read about the great depression. Okay. That's all I'm going to say to you. There's this like white, white men, white men eating themselves off of tall buildings because they had money and then they did not And they didn't know what the fuck to do without money. And it's just like, uh, and, and it's, it's in that, and that greed is crazy. Learn what to do without Mm -hmm. money, learn how to do it without money, struggle a little bit. Okay. Cause just do some things that are not going to just particularly make you a millionaire because you did them. I, Let think me, I, I have a suggestion for you. Drinks, sell drinks and see <laughs> so, you go. something everybody drinks and still I'm not a millionaire. So like, right. I'm just saying struggle a little bit and believe in what you're doing. Like literally you can't just do it for the money. You cannot, you cannot, it will destroy your relationships. It will destroy you on the inside as a person. And honestly, if it doesn't work out, what are you going to do? Like you got to be able to be resilient. So I love what you do too. You know, we're not doing this because we're like, Oh, we just here for the money. We love what we're doing. Clearly we're not here for the money. (laughs) (laughs) That is not at all the the case. Um, The money's coming. Um, but, uh, we wouldn't, I don't know. We wouldn't, uh, we, we have to do the work. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a dream. Not, like sometimes yeah, you just gotta jump. We and, love it. Yeah. Like we're going to work for it. Yeah. You know, like we're going to make it happen. Like dreams don't just like happen without the work. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you just got to jump and hope the parachute there, opens, which is yeah, like yeah. a really scary <laughs> analogy for me because I'm afraid of heights, but like literally like, yes, you know, and we all do it. We all do it. Like, like. Um, I love to use y'all as, as a prime example, people in Missouri, we all do it because listen, y'all's medical program is not accessible. Um, it's, it's very limited and, and, and there's a lot of MSOs happening. There are some mom and pops and I encourage anybody listening that's in Missouri to seek out those mom and pops and please purchase from them because they actually like care, like they're, this is their life, their life savings, their life, everything. Um, and they're dwindling and they are dwindling and, um, and stop buying Walmart weed. So, but, um, but in, in Missouri, I see so many people saying, oh, you're not going to let me have access to the industry that I helped get and, and that I helped, you know, build and, and I sacrificed to, to make happen. You're not going to let me be a part of that regulated part of the industry. Fine resilience. I'm going to create my own brand and this is my brand. And I'm still working within the cannabis space, doing the thing that I love and you can't stop me. And, and that, that to me is like major spirit of, and I feel like that's why I just fall in love with y'all because that's that. I mean, I find that spirit in people that I love in Missouri and people I'm not too fond of in Missouri too, but y'all all got that. Yeah, people, I think that there definitely is. And I think that's what is going to continue to fuel this conversation, too, because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who no matter what ended up happening, good or bad, they're passionate about kind of cannabis and about like what they want it to look like in Missouri and passionate enough that they're always somehow going to be a part of the conversation because they just can't help but to be, you know, they're like, I have to say something. If I see see it, I got to say it. Right. Like, so I think that that actually is what's going to keep this conversation going and kind of keep it fresh and keep propelling it kind of hopefully in the 
right direction. Like, because people are like, okay, well, I'm still here and I still have this concern and I still want to do this and I still want to do that. And I think there are so many people, even outside of the community now, who want to get in, who want to be a part, you know, um, even outside of like my cannabis groups on Facebook and things like that. Um, you see these other groups where I'm just part of vendor groups where people are now like, oh, hey, um, this vendor, you know, I am interested in entering the cannabis space. Like, right. what can I do now as part of cannabis? Hey, is somebody interested in, you know, so there are people who aren't even a part of the conversation who are going to come in or who are going to make their voice heard um, right. because they want kind of that space. And I think mm -hmm. that's kind of like even the reflection, like I said, what we see in the legislature. Now people were like, hey, let's introduce a bill, you know, that yeah. can really gain some support yeah. and can really have, you know, people behind it. I think people are more concerned about, you know, how their legislator feels regarding cannabis now that we've mm -hmm. kind of moved through this um you know, this election and this yeah. vote per se. So I think that there'll be a whole lot more of people being like, okay, we need to make sure we're part of this conversation. We yeah. need to make sure that we really look at what happens next. And it sucks that that's what it takes to kind of get there. But I definitely think with, again, how many people just sheerly talking from people from a normal level all the way to the weekend level, like across the board, young, old people who were, I have people who I who were in the, in the industry who I've told things about the amendment and they're like what really and i'm yes. like how is that even possible like uh, you do something how do you not know that like wait yes. a minute how does this even work so it's a lot of people mm -hmm. across the board who just there are like a lot of ins and outs and things that people mm -hmm. just don't even think about um that are going to come into play like in the next months you know year to <laughs> That makes me think, you know, don't believe everything that everybody says to you, like read it for yourself, right. like learn it for yourself, because I think that working in uh, dispensary spaces and, and, and business spaces where a lot of the businesses are MSO businesses, when we're working and, and supported Amendment 3, mm -hmm. uh, that they were maybe told the, the highlights. Mm hmm and weren't told the lowlights of this amendment. And so then they're like, what? Because that's not what I was told by a person that should know the information, right? And so why would they share? Because they want you to vote yes, because it's good for their business. This is a great um, amendment, at least on the adult use side, for, for corporations. It's fantastic mm -hmm. for corporations. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that's where, so I encourage anybody listening to our voices to, you know, read it for yourself, look at it for yourself. Um, listen to what both sides of the advocacy are saying and, and, and like get, you know, I read it. Like you've got to read it. You got to stay informed. And that's so yeah. crazy to me because even when you say that and people, you know, feel that way, I think this is also why you need to like really know on some level, like what's going on with your local dispensaries yes. and businesses too. Like, so yes. that you really know, like, that's crazy because I know, I know somebody who works in the industry who would love to have a job right now and they're incredibly well versed on what, 
You know what I mean? That type of thing. And you want it. And so you're torn between wanting it to be inclusive. So you're like, hey, I don't think you need to be like a cannabis scientist to work in a dispensary. But on the other hand, it's like the double edged sword because yes. then you get people who can be told certain things. And because their and main source of knowledge is this dispensary, which is the only place they've ever worked. And, um, you know, the reality of that's what a different consumer and what the community looks like because there are people who are cannabis users and the only place they're getting any cannabis knowledge, information, anything is straight from the dispensary. They don't have a, a black market person who can really, you know what I mean? Kind yeah. of tell them like, Hey, I've got grower friends and they said this sucks. You know, they yeah. just go straight to, you know, the dispensary. Yeah. And, they come out, and then they're like, if this doesn't work. There, or... They're like, okay, yes, I can keep doing what I'm doing. You know, so it's very interesting you know like that that kind of you know where you go into that but why I also think it's important that we continue to like use the law like I said to like build ancillary businesses to yep. build spaces for people to kind of come in and educate or to be caterers or to do tourism or to do a lot because the micro business licenses themselves will be limited I think it's important to look at those different aspects of how we can do things like offering lower tax rates in areas if you hire a certain amount of minority you know employees and municipalities have the ability to do that so that's another reason it's important to be kind of in contact with that because as we know St. Louis is really highly segregated and so if you live in a certain area chances are the people around you look a lot like you so it's important to kind of be a part of that conversation and say they're probably going to buy into you being like hey we want to preserve this for our community you know but educating people so that they can have those conversations so they can look for that so they can be aware like of where they can fit in and what they can do to kind of now be a part of the industry on either end so. exactly because you can fit in you can be a part of this industry you might not be able to be a part of the regulated industry because it's so limited it's crazy to me that micro license is insane to me oh it's very it's incredibly incredibly limited and people it's, it's crazy because i every day i literally see posts where people are like i'm gonna have a micro business license it was more prevalent especially when it first first passed so i'm sure this week there'll be a lot more and i keep yes. saying them and then somebody's like you know there's only six right and you have to have witchcom and then they're like oh and it's yeah. like, no more conversation on this post. Like, but it's but that's because people are like really figuring out, like, wait, so it's only six and it's a lottery. And it's but that was like the immediate thing. Or I see these kind of like misleading headlines, even in the news, because yep. I feel like they don't understand when they're like, mm -hmm. as of tomorrow, people can apply for a medical marijuana facility license. I, I keep seeing this headline, and every time what? I click on it to see how, mm -hmm. yeah, I've seen it like two or three times, like where it's just like this kind of, uh, but then when you click on it and read it, it actually says that you can only apply if you currently have a license or whatever. And so technically nothing is opening up tomorrow. So, but people just kind of headline it. It's like when you headline yep. and it's like, I, that's, you, you know, know what? A couple goes to the movie separate who's been dating. And then it's like, 
one of them was on set for this and one was on location for yeah. that. They literally couldn't even be together, but you right. know, it's like a little clickbait a little exactly. bit, like, but they don't click. They're just like, comes out, you know, legal, legal cannabis. And I think that's all I, see, I click on it. Like, wait a minute. Did something new just happen? In the I know. Like, I know. Like, I just, are they going to say new updates from, mm -hmm. and it's like, no. And now I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, just post something. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same. Well, and the same thing I think happened with this vote too. It's like, yay, legal cannabis. But like, Dude. no, I need you to, I need you to look at it and read it. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah. Um, the micro license to me, the inability to like really have any business growth, um, the limitations on how many licenses each, um, each city is going to get or each municipality yeah. rather is going to get, um, the the fact that white women and um veterans are included in um in in the social cool. equity pieces yeah. and the pool for these things um and can apply on a social equity um basis is insane to me that is just absolutely crazy to me i just do it do a different one have a separate category i don't want to i i don't i don't want segregation either but that's asinine to me like like um what you guys you I, can't I don't know. technically call those all the same thing no no yeah. watch any politicians uh commercial where they include veterans in their commercial and you tell me that they're a minority you fucking convince me of that please do it I don't know. I don't believe yeah, you. It really opens it. And I think that, uh, I mean, I think that does that for everybody. Because honestly, I wouldn't want to be, even if I was a veteran, I don't know if I want to be like lumped in with everybody else. If you're going to give me something and be like, you're going to give me something, like give it to me then. Don't yeah. like give me a portion of it and say, oh, hey, this is your say I also get to try and apply. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like being like, you're going to a gourmet five-star dinner and then you you get there and it's like ponderosa and it's like okay there's like 50 options here but this i don't hate i love ponderosa options. when i was a kid <laughs> i did too don't get me oh, wrong we all did we all did it was it was classy for dinner and it was ponderosa i think we were all part of that starvation economy so you see all that food like spread out you're like holy exactly shit. i was like i should have thought of somewhere nastier that people don't want to eat because people want to eat at ponderosa and they had those good chicken wings that mm. i died for um back in the day. I was like, let me put something else on my plate so my mom will feel like she got her money's worth. That's all I want. Though, just a know. pile of chicken wings. Right, just a pile of chicken wings. But... <laughs> and another plate with mashed potatoes. That's, that's... <laughs> Yeah, like, that's, all, that's all we're here for. I act like I'm eating something else. Save a little room for ice cream. But... Ice cream, <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like, I guess it. It was, <laughs> but it is. It's such a, it's that, that's what you're kind of Throwback. expecting. So hopefully we can get like the Ponderosa of buffets here. Like hopefully yeah. like we can push Missouri into it because like you said, there are a lot of people who are passionate about things and who are going to remain a part of the conversation who are just like cool people and who have in some way kind of invested themselves in the community, whether it was like they wanted a license at one point or they, you know, worked it within the industry or, you know, however they're like tied to or maybe they just really 
love weed, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that there are enough people out there still that it'll help like mold the community because people are like, okay, I want to see this. I want to see that. And people, like you said here, are resilient. They'll keep things like as long as they're like, okay, well, here's the loophole. So I'm now going to open, you know, and they will do it and they will do it 110% (laughs) like full blasted. They're going to go make a Facebook page for it. Major following, so yeah, I definitely think, and I think we're about to find that loophole, we're about to jump right right. into that loophole. And I mean, but you know what, you see, I honestly I think it's interesting because I went to Philadelphia last year and I went to a really cool kind of like vendor event, but it was private and Mm -hmm. it was at like a regular kind of location, but it was like a lot of vending going on and I don't know what everybody licensing level and all that was per se, but it was really cool and it was really nice and it was really well attended. And um, there are just different festivals, you know, across the country in different places that really become like a big part of the community. And, you know, they're not necessarily like your, dispensary sponsored hello you know bizcon type event but they're pulling in like thousands of people and they really are like have like that extreme following of people and people go there every year and things like that um so i think that those type of things are what will continue to kind of see in missouri hopefully like going forward i just feel like that's definitely the moment you just gave me like a crazy idea too that i'm not gonna say on the air i also had an idea as well i have this crazy idea though it is that's the best thing about campus i was like the best like my travels is that there are so many cool things people have thought up like everywhere that's like oh my gosh wow you could do that yeah oh, I could do this I think of new ways to like educate people all the time I'll be like you know what I should have something just for people who want to learn how to do that you know like it's yeah. a whole there's so many lanes I think oh my god um, and that's why it's my, my brain just like exploded a little bit I'm, like, I'm having like I'm having yes, like a whole moment. I'm gonna have to like be. I'm gonna have to like drive up to MJ's house and turn off <laughs> all of our electronics for this conversation. You'll say so that we could be like, okay, <laughs> I've got an idea. Is you everybody say, well, is everybody is there a phone in this house that's turned on? Turn it off. Write it, write it, write it down on a piece of right. paper. Don't let the Google down be in Write it down on a piece Don't of paper away from your cameras. Away from your cameras. There's even like a CIS or NCIS episode where like they someone got killed because they the drone took a picture of their idea that they had chalkboard in a room with a hotel. And <laughs> the thing, like, <laughs> listen, listen, that guy deserved to die. I don't care. Like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Do you know how hard it is? to formula and get it all and then you are on the verge and some asshole with a drone with a drone fuck you dude fuck fuck all the way off you deserve to die i'll go to jail for this shit i don't i don't give a fuck you said i'm going to find you and your drone you said i'm smashing the drone when i find you the drone dies first (laughs) no drone photos and evidence for this yeah but i do i think that they'll definitely be like soon a cannabis drone class in Missouri because people just are that type of you know crazy and they are just that I think like they're
there's a lot of people who are really dedicated to it. And so mm-hmm. we'll just see like the continued emergence of that. I feel like even just on smoking in general, like reducing the stigma, I have so many people who like inbox me and are like, oh, I have a question. I was like, oh, I didn't even know you smoked. And then I realized, well, that's probably why you're inboxing me because you don't put it on your Facebook page. Right. But I put it they're on still, mine, they're so. still in the cannabis like they can like like the post now as well like be able to be you know more supportive and i think that'll kind of just open the door for those people because there always are those people who are like literally i'm not doing it unless it's 110 percent legal you know and like yes. you gotta respect that space and so that they are like now a part of the community too because they want mm-hmm. to try forever and now they can without the fear of going to jail so it's like, crazy every time point. a state legalizes i feel like one of my friends comes out of the woodworks to ask <laughs> it's, like, okay. <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> it's actually sure. great and i think you but that's you get a lot of those like base things where people are like and i'm always in awe like so all these years you've been scared to smoke a joint my god the pain you must be in like Oh, I could I can't even remember like that time, like when I was literally, I probably could if I thought hard about it past the fog of all the joints and blunts I've <laughs> since then. But like, I'm like, oh wow, like that. I whew, how liberating must that be? Like that feeling is so gone for me. But to think like that people literally were still just like, I'm not doing it because Oh, yeah. my sister, my sister, a hundred percent. Like, yeah, it, like it took like, her a no. long time to get on the train, and when she did, she was like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not getting off this." Apparently, train. I've been missing some things. Yeah, but it's a, a lot of my events. It's people like that who are just completely brand new. Bless their hearts, and I'm always so happy for them. Like, bless. Oh their my gosh, hearts. did you really come here for the first time ever to see we? Well, let me show you. Gosh. Right. So, yeah, it's crazy, but it still exists. And I think that isn't, we can't ever let that be lost on us because that's like who needs us more than everybody else. Wow. It's a tricky part. Is this that my, dog? This mutt. Yeah, she's she's got her joint in her. It likes a big blunt joy. <laughs> she said, everybody talking about this joint has really made me want to. <laughs> yeah. Karma. Karma. Come on now. We're almost done. <laughs> Katie um, crawled up into my chair before the show even started. Like when, as soon as I sat down and behind, you know, behind the phone, she like jumped up here. Yeah, and been, like switching positions the whole time, like um, back and forth. <laughs> this conversation has been such an amazing pleasure. I'm so awesome. glad you came back through the show. We love having you on. Yeah. Um, before we go, we um, always do a would you rather. I just want to. Uh, Marnay did an excellent job uh, promoting our our drink right when she came on. But y'all don't forget that this show is sponsored by Queen Kitty Seltzer. You can now get it on our website. So go check out our website. It's got all kinds of cool apparel. It's really nice now and beautiful. Um, We're still working on it, adding new apparel every, uh, every so often. You seen our new labels? Uh, you can actually read read the things. Yes, uh, we've we've. Yeah, so pop this kitty, put it in your mouth. 
Um, it's a low dose CBD seltzer, no sugar, no additives. Um, the, the terpenes are, uh, botanical organically sourced terpenes and the hemp is organically sourced as well. There's absolutely no yak in the back. So you're not going to get that weird film on the back of your tongue when you drink it. And, um, it's really super refreshing. Oh my gosh. The bubbles are like perfect. The flavors are like perfect. Everything is just right on point. Um, we love it. You'll love it. You can order it on the website now, unless you're in Hawaii, Mississippi, New Hampshire, South Dakota, Iowa, or Idaho. Those are the only places we can't ship it to, but we can ship it to everywhere else. And uh, we we would we would love to get our kitty in your mouth. So, <laughs> okay. And <laughs> on to the would you rather. It's my favorite part of our of our whole marketing um, of our whole marketing plan. Okay, um, this is a this is a a technical one. So I guess it's the different. Okay, would you rather be an amazing painter or a brilliant mathematician? Oh, an amazing painter. An amazing painter. Yeah, I want to be an yeah. artist. And mathematicians like, sound boring. I'm just going to ask Google. I mean, mathematicians <laughs> would be, yeah, mathematicians, I mean, I guess if, that, if that's your thing, you know, like, be, like, uh, uh, there are people that freaking love numbers like that. They love math. You know? People love, love math. Love I don't it. know. I don't get it, but it's fine. Right. I am. I am not. Uh, I, I can do the. I'm, I'm, you know, I thought for a second in a calculus class because I got like 100 percent on one of my tests that I was smart enough to understand math mm. and like math. But then I found out relatively quickly that that was just a, a, I was great at studying for what I needed to study for and ignoring what I didn't need to study for. So I was like, that's how my time management worked. <laughs> I just need to know how many ounces <laughs> a pound. How many grams to an ounce? <laughs> that was all the math I need. Um, the rest of it is optional. I will say, as 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 an American, and I don't know if y'all feel this way, but I'm really irritated that my knowledge of the metric system is limited to um, my cannabis usage. Okay. Um, I, I'm really like, why, why are we one of the only major nations in the, in the world that doesn't use the fucking metric system? It's, it's so, it's so like, we're going to be different from you. Like, like you didn't have to throw that part away. You could have thrown the religion shit away and all this stuff. And you could have kept the, the, the metric system. You could have just like, that's a part you keep like, like not everything is bad about the bad thing. Like if there's something bad, I bet you could find a silver lining in almost anything bad. Almost on not everything, but almost. And I'm going to say when we went, Hey, when we fled from fled, when we ran away from religious persecution, uh, white people and, and, and took over uh, land that was already occupied by other people and stole it. We could have kept the fucking metric system is all I'm saying. That's it. And been like the rest of the world. You know, I gave up on America when I realized daylight savings wasn't real. That's what I mean. I mean like, it's not America. real. Why are you controlling time? Everything you told me, 
I thought that literally somewhere in the solar system, something said we had to move time back an hour or like, but then when somebody was like, oh no, they just did it for the war. I was like, the war? What? I've been living a lie. So okay, America could just tell us it's two o'clock when it's three o'clock. I'm done. I was out. Count me out on the I'm under the impression. I'm under the impression it was for farmers. Farming, so. yeah. We were told for farming. See, I, who knows? They've been lying to all of us. We, They've been I lying don't even to all know. Of us. We don't even know what day it is. Listen, <laughs> when we go back, listen, when we go back to summer, we just hard when I'm high. It's way too much. When we go back to summer, we just need to collectively agree to stay in that time space. That's it. <laughs> We are this dark at 4.30 fit is, is too much for me. It's, it's Do not much. change my clock back. <laughs> Technically, it is 8 o'clock. We, you know, some. It's yeah. just, but, but like in the, but like, but like even in the wintertime at 8 o'clock, it's still going to be dark. Even if, right. even if you don't set your clock back, like, That's like true. it's still, because the way that the earth rotates is already set up for this shit. Like we right. don't have to change that was the part that killed me. I was like, I thought that the earth was doing this, not us. Like, how dare? Here I am thinking that somehow the earth is like adding and we need to do this for the earth. And then somebody was like, And then no. you're like, no. And then they're like, no, it's legislative. Literally, yeah. I had to be like in my 20s when I found that out. I was old, okay? I was really old. And one day I was just like, what? Oh my God. So yeah. After that, who knows what we all know or don't know. I mean, okay? Also, like in your twenties, realizing that daylight savings time is bullshit, and then and then now now look at us. Right. Look, look. I, I'm I'm 25 years from 20, and daylight savings time has been bullshit this whole time, and nobody. We've discussed not changing it. There are some states that don't participate, and I would like for Colorado to stop participating next summer. I would just. Can we stop it? Who do I need to talk right to? <laughs> said, how do we get out of this? How do we Where? stop doing this? You said that's a ballot we can get behind. We're Let, gonna, I mean, oh, like, one thousand. No. I think Boy. it's been denied a few what? times. It's like, I, it has been put in. Isn't like it had? Yeah, it's been discussed for sure. But you yeah. know, we have these people that don't do their jobs. They just go to work and pretend. They put like a suit on, and then they get paid a lot of money, which public servants should not get paid more than the public is okay. that they're serving. I'm just saying, uh, if you're getting paid more than the public that you're serving as a public servant, that you're wrong. This is wrong. This is not right. Um, but also, then they also do not do their jobs. So they they go. They put the they put on the suit. They put on they put on the 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 play. They walk into their office and then they don't do any of the work for the people. They right. stall it. They stall it. They stall oh. it because you've hired somebody that is doing things based on their own self interest and not for the people. And the reason they get to do it for their own self interest is because it's worth it. Because you're letting them get paid more than the fucking people. Because the laws that they right. implement on the people and the shit that they implement on the people do not affect them in the least. And it absolutely fucking should. And if it did, we'd have more honest people in office right now. Right. Is that people who are just like, oh, you know what? This seems like a decent way to make money. Yes. Off of the people's backs. That's a lot. That's, That's a lot. 
Um, so I would rather be a painter because I wish that the things in my brain I could put on paper. I, I wish that I, I always defer to her whenever I have this grand artistic idea. Like I have the idea in my head. This is the parts to it. We're working on, we're working on something right now. She's, she's putting it together for me. I just gave her the pieces that I wanted and she's like, okay, this is what I think you want. <laughs> I'm like, tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm on the right track. And I want to be, listen, uh, I want to be that DIY chick. I want to be the one that loves painting cabinets and putting glitter on shit and like making dresses. And I want to do that shit, but I just, I can't translate it from my brain onto the actual like physical thing. And I would love the ability to do that. So painter it is. Mm -hmm. That's it. I, don't I mean, as artistic as I am, like I, I have painted, I can paint, I can't, I, it's not my strongest medium. And so, uh, but I do like to paint. So um, I, I, I feel like, yeah. So I, I would also, you know, just to expand my. <laughs> yeah. Math is boring. I and no longer <laughs> think I need math, so I would be a painter. Yeah, like when was the last time you used, I mean, unless you're in one of those jobs that uses math as like the job, like when was the last time you used algebra? Any Anybody? Right. Anybody. I'm just going to okay Google it. Yeah, like I don't know what X equals. <laughs> and Yeah, I, I wasn't good at that unless I had the formula sitting there. What, what formula do I need to use? And um, uh, tell me, um, I know how to plug the numbers in. But if you want me to remember how to do a formula to get something done, that is not going to happen for me. Like, no, I'm, I'm all right with angles and, and uh, like the geometry stuff, uh, but also just for reference, like and, and measurement, you know, like mm -hmm. I don't not not because I'm like, oh, yeah, I can talk. About I will. That. I use Google to translate to the metric system. Listen. <laughs> right. You said, I've been using that because we weren't properly taught it at first. Yes. We wouldn't need this, but. Um, yeah, they literally like this exists, but we're not going to teach it to you and everyone else uses it, but we're still not going to teach it to you. Yeah, right. crazy. Hey, listen, if you really want to learn anything, you have to spend at least uh, a year in 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 cotton i would say two years in college if you really want to learn anything about like history or like real you know what i'm saying because that's you're not going to learn it in public school and in some and you're not going to learn it in some private schools either but but college they tell you the truth that's where i learned a lot about history that's i, I learned a lot i had this one history okay quick story and then we're rolling we're rolling out and oh i want to let everybody know before we roll out that and i have not discussed this with my business partner yet but we are not going to have a show on monday uh, mostly because I think I might be on the road and uh, I, I think I'm going to do a one and done down to Durango. So like, I feel like I'm going to be back on the road. Uh, so we're going to skip Monday, but we are going to have a show on Wednesday and I am working on lining up uh, an amazing guest for Wednesday. So um, just give me a minute to do that and I will, but not no, no show on Monday. Um, uh, yeah. So just want to let you guys know that, but here's the story. I think I might've told this before, but we'll tell it again. Cause it's hilarious. But I, when I first, uh, got out of the Navy and, uh, I was still in the active reserves, but I got out of the Navy and, um, I was like, let's go to school. Let's get this degree. Stop bullshitting around. So 
I go to the local community college in my area and I sign up for a bunch of classes, like way more classes than you're supposed to. But what the fuck ever? I'm going full time. I'm, I'm hitting hard. So one of the classes I signed up for was world history. Um, don't do that. OK, don't sign up for world history. Don't make that your first. Don't. That's not the first history out the gate. That's not your first history out the gate after being in public school or not in school at all for like years of your life. Um, so so I took this world history class. There were several problems uh, with this world history class. One of the most prominent problems being that the professor looked like a six foot four version of um, that little uh, priest dude in uh, The Princess Bride. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not bullshitting y'all. He had the face. He had the hairline. It was everything. Stop. And that's distracting. And also he had the lisp. You guys, I'm not fucking kidding you. He talked like the guy. Dearly, the R, the dearly beloved. Like he was like really the lisp and the like thing. And I couldn't concentrate. And then I was trying to learn about the whole world at like all and I was just like, I can't concentrate. So I took my first exam in there and I failed it miserably. I knew I was going to fail it miserably. I walked out of the, I said, can I speak to you? And we walked out and I said, I'm going to have to drop this class. I'm not going to do well in this class. Um, this is a failing paper. I have no idea what I like. I took all the notes and I did all the stuff and I still, I have no idea. And so he was like, okay, because, you know, we were like three weeks in. And, and, and so I went to the registrar's office and I said, I want to transfer into this American history class. And um, they were like, it's three weeks in. You have to talk to the professor. So I went to the professor. His name is David Neff. I, I will always remember this, this person. And I said, I want to be in your class. Uh, I need a history class this semester. And I want to be in your history class this semester. And he said, um, no, he said, no. <laughs> and I said, I said, he says too late. You're never going to catch up. And I said, I guarantee I will catch up. And if I don't, that's on me. That's on me. That's not on you. Like, and, and I was very convincing because then he signed my paper. He signed my paper. I got into his class. I fucking caught up. This class was the most interesting history class I had ever attended in my whole life. I didn't even think I liked history until I got into this class. Every time I walked into the room, he had something up on the big screen. It was like Martin Luther King Jr. It was like Michael Fronty. It was like um, uh, what what happened in uh, World War Two. He had like clips of that stuff. Like it, it was like all like history stuff, like all this stuff. He would like give us credit for buying a book and reading it or going to a concert. If we went to the Michael Franti concert and had the tickets, he would give us bonus credit because Michael Franti, especially at the time was really a revolutionary uh, musician. He does a little bit more uh, tame music these days, I think, but like, he was like very like revolutionary. And so anyways, um, I learned so much that I had no fucking clue about. In this man's class, he made me love, love history. And he also like, I don't think everybody needs to go to college, but if you really want to learn about American history or what happened in this country, the atrocities that were committed against others uh, by white men, by white people, that you've got to go to at least one college course, like a like maybe a couple. And I took his class for two semesters in a row. He like really changed my whole view on everything. And y'all, I was in my fucking 30s. 
in my fucking 30s before <laughs> I realized that the Christopher Columbus story was not fucking real. Was Here's not the, whoa, fucking whoa. real. Hold the phone. Hold, hold. You said, wow, like, what's going on here? You know why? Because I was in the military and I was in the, you know, and we said, you know, those are the, and then we have this holiday and like a lot of people in America do not know that that's not the real story that Pocahontas wasn't happy being raped as a child. Like uh, we did the trigger warning at the beginning of the show. Y'all just calm down. Um, It's just like, you don't even fucking like you, you, you get the fairy tale and then that's all they give you. And that's, that's public school folks. We've been brainwashed. So, you know, like go, go, Go to somebody, talk to a historian, read a book. I don't know. Um, a book in a library, in a public library, not a book in your school library, like a real. So, yeah. But anyways, so that's my story. Uh, Hala, David Neff, if you ever see this, uh, he was fantastic. He was a surfer. He was also very nice looking, too. So it was it was less distracting. than. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever looked him up? on the socials um every once in a while like in the past uh we've we've uh connected on like an email situation or whatever um uh but but then we lose contact again and i no, i haven't looked him up but maybe i will maybe i will maybe i'll less since this he he's actually been on my mind because this story has been on my mind because like you know like i said you you learn more uh when you when you get an experience from somebody like that and he really changed my view on things and he really made like that first semester i also met um one of my uh professors her name was Gina and she really and same thing i can't even remember what fucking class that was i don't even know what class she taught but i know that we talked about political things she introduced me to like uh different political figures that i didn't know about and people who were talking about what was going on in the real world and it was just like such a such a refreshing experience to have these different ideals to 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 ponder and to to think on and and really it was a growth experience so um but but also you don't need you don't need to go to college either and have like an expensive bill it's not like when your parents were going to college it's not fifty dollars anymore it's a lot of fucking money um so yeah so okay you guys we're not having a show on monday abrama thank you so much for coming through you are absolutely amazing Um, we are going to be back next Wednesday. Um, you guys be nice to yourself, be nice to yourself, put your mask on before assisting others. It's very important. Self-love is so important. Yes. Yes. Um, cultivate love, bring it to you. You Yes. And, uh, stay, stay lifted. I'm going to, I'm going to hit this lifted on the way out. Stay lifted, everybody. Um, we'll see you on, uh, on Wednesday. Woo woo woo. Woo woo. See y'all Wednesday. <laughs>